Hey everyone, Cooper here, host of the fine podcast you're listening to. I just want to let you know that the episode you clicked on has a format that is very heavily inspired by a podcast called The Bookening. To be clear, our thoughts and opinions in this episode are our own, but the format is very similar to this podcast. I just wanted to give you a heads up and give credit where it is due. With that out of the way, enjoy the show. Welcome to the screening. Today's screening will be The Princess Bride. Welcome back to the screening. I'm, of course, your humble and eloquent host. And joining me today, inconceivable as it may be, are all three panelists who are supposed to be on the podcast. Isn't that just insane? So joining me today, I for, Tanner, you know, I'm going to introduce Tanner first because it's been a long time since you've been introduced first. So Tanner, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. It's good to be back once again. Back to normal. Yeah, absolutely. Then, of course, our other two panelists, our regulars, are Isaiah and Matthew. What's Guys, up? I think that we are all four on the podcast. I think for the first time since Fellowship of the Ring Part 1. I think that's what split us up. Lord of the Rings, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. Wow. It was your, your, come on. It was definitely you if that did the breaking up, if it was, because you were the only one who hated Lord of the Rings. I, I know Isaiah is not a huge fan, but, I mean, at least at least Isaiah didn't try to derail the episode. I didn't I mean, try had to, a solid... it just derailed itself, and oh, apparently the whole podcast no, 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 no. for six months. How come, how come we had to restart that episode three times? Because it was going nowhere. Oh, well. Just See, guys, like this is Sam what happens and Frodo. When all four of us are here, it just, it, it's like this. Okay. Um, well, speaking of great fantasy classics like Lord of the Rings, we're talking about another great fantasy classic, The Princess Bride. Mm. Arguably the greatest movie ever. But before we get to actually discussing the meat, um, we need to do some baggage. So, who wants to go first? Who wants to start with what baggage they bring to The Princess Bride? Their history with the said movie of discussion. I will. So, th- this is kind of a random story, but one time, me and Cooper and several other people, I don't remember who all was there, were staying over at a, at a certain friend's house, and that certain friend was stuck on watching a funny movie that night. So we were all trying to think of funny movies, and this friend thought of Mr. Bean, which yep. I, after watching way later is actually hilarious. Um but Cooper thought of Princess Bride, and then they kind of had a whole big argument over it while we were eating Sonic Wings. Um, and then That's my right, dad walked this. in at some point. I don't even know why. Maybe to give me clothes or something so I could stay the night. And he kind of ended the argument by just saying, Cooper's right. We're watching Prin- Y'all are watching <laughs> Princess Bride, not Mr. Bean, or something like that. And so we watched Princess Bride. Actually, you know what? I lied. It was the exact opposite. He wanted he wanted us to watch Mr. Bean because he had seen that and he hasn't seen Princess Bride. And for some reason, that convinced us to not watch Mr. Bean. And so we watched <laughs> Princess Bride instead. And it was hilarious. And all of us thought it was hilarious. 
even that friend whose house we were staying at, except he wouldn't admit it because he was mad he didn't win the argument. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, since wow. then I've seen it several more times. I think I've probably, where did I see it? I've probably seen it at Cooper's house. I know I watched it last summer with my church. They did like a mm-hmm. movie night for all the students in the church out on the wow, pastor's lawn a... with one of those blow up like screens. And we watched yep, Princess yep. Bride. It was funny. Mm-hmm. Hang on, uh, hang on. Has there. anybody ever seen a movie on one of those screens that wasn't for a church event? Yes, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, they have it at, uh... well, I, I didn't like sit and watch the whole thing, but they did have it at Disney, yeah. like at one of the oh, resorts. Okay. That we were hanging out at, they had they have those like every night for kids. Um, huh. So I've done that before, and then I've also on parents' night at Sky Ranch. Uh, okay, okay, you proved have... my, you proved your point. You proved your point. Yeah. Continue. Okay, never mind. Uh, I'm done. Yeah. Y'all okay. Go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Tanner, why don't you go next? Mine is a very short and uninteresting one. This is one of my mom's favorite oh, movies stuff. of all time, obviously, and um. Uh, she decided that we were going to watch it one night. End of story. I fell in love. The rest is history. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, uh, I guess I'm next. Yep. I think the first time I watched it was first time Matthew watched it too. Yeah, I think you were there. House. I think it was me, yeah. you, Isaiah, and another friend. Yeah. But Cooper, you already knew about it then, so you must. Oh have yeah, you, I think I was actually the it. only person who had who had seen it. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Which is actually, I think, what won me the argument because a couple of the people had already seen Mr. Bean, mm-hmm. and I was trying to argue that since more people, had yeah, seen I know that, I had already yeah. seen Mr. Bean. Yeah, it was. To you be and fair, though, it is actually hilarious. It, so. I'm sure it, it is. is I still haven't funny. seen it. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Anyway, sorry, Isaiah, I interrupted, I interrupted um, you. He's done. He just said. That was oh, basically, yeah, that was the said. first time I watched it, and then I kind of forgot about it for a while. Yeah. Until I watched it. Uh, second time was actually again uh, same place. Matthew watched it with the church, uh, their pastor, mm. yeah. house. Right? Oh, you was there? Yeah, I was there. Oh, bro, I talked to you, Matthew. Why do you intentionally <laughs> use bad grammar? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds more like John Wayne. Oh uh, yeah, sure. oh. you kind of had like a like a, a drunken slur though. You was there? It's called a mild hangover. Yeah, man. <laughs> Kidding, of course. Also, sure, sure. makes me sound more like John Wayne. Anyways, Cooper, tell us about the first time you watched Princess Bride, so then we can get into actually talking yep. about Princess Bride instead of stuff nobody cares yep, about. Yep, so I was probably six or seven, and my dad had recorded the Princess Bride on TV, and he wanted to show me and my sisters just the scene at the very end where Ningo takes on the basically six-fingered man, that the whole fight scene at the very end, that scene. And so I had never heard of The Princess Bride, never seen any of it before. I think maybe my dad had quoted, you know, my name was Inigo Montoya. Maybe he had done that before. But anyway, he did that, and he showed me that scene, and it was just awesome. I mean, the guy who gets stabbed, he goes down, and gets a knife to his, you know, stomach, and then just says, my name was Inigo Montoya, who killed my father, prepared to die, like, over and over again while fighting this guy. I mean, legendary, right? And so ever since I saw that clip, I'd always wanted to finally see it. So I think... I don't know when it was. It was just maybe a year after or so. They had it at Walmart for, you know, like five bucks or whatever. And so we bought it, came home, and watched it. And like, kind of like Tanner said, instantly fell in love. Every time I've seen it, I've always loved it. 
I remember watching it on sick days. I remember just every time you know I watch it, it's just always great. So nice. Yeah, we can so, cut it all out. Now that we have discussed baggage, the next thing before us is basically what are you guys' overall thoughts on the Princess Bride before we get into the nitty gritty details? Mastery. Mastery, Dang, huh? I wouldn't say that. I'd say it's a good movie. Watch it again. But I've seen better. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody on this no, podcast haven't. is You're really going to argue. I don't think anybody oh, sure. can argue that this is like the pinnacle of cinema, that this is the greatest movie ever. I don't think it's the greatest movie ever. I think it's an awesome movie. I think it's perfect in its way. Oh, I don't think that great. you can make the argument that it's like the best movie of all I time. I agree with that. I was just mm-hmm. summing it up in one word. No, yeah, yeah. Mystery. Sure. <laughs> so I think we all, we, yeah, we all saw it as kids. I mean, you're probably, I don't know, seven or eight. Like, why did you do you remember liking it as a kid? And what do you think? Why do you think you liked it so much? Because it was funny, yeah, and stupid, basically. Yeah, it's cheesy and stupid. I remember I liked it as a kid, forgot about it for a while. Um, but I remember liking probably just because of that it was funny and you know, I had action and stuff in it too. Mm And but, it's yeah, it's, it's like the same reason people like The Office. It's just like so stupid and funny that true. it's just like lighthearted. Hmm. The whole yeah. thing, even though it's like serious, serious stuff in there, if you actually think about it, if you weren't hearing all the jokes in the conversation, there's like people trying to kill other people, poisoning, torture room. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he literally like tortures this guy to death. A girl almost committing suicide. Well, almost to death. Like it's actually like but it's also lighthearted and funny and there's always jokes and it's just like the way that they react to like those serious situations are so like unreal that it's just it's so funny it yeah, literally has a character titled prince humperdink <laughs> it's right what a name what a or guy. princess buttercup. buttercup like <laughs> yeah princess buttercup yeah yeah i mean it really is a fairy tale it's like it's like a postmodern fairy tale right it's like a it's a fairy tale but it's also kind of got the influences of modern day in that it's it, it's kind of cynical i mean in a good way it's like Matthew said it's a lighthearted cynicalness because it's it's making jokes and it's conscious of itself like the office like they're they know they're making stupid jokes it's just you know things like that but it's weird because it tries to walk the line it tries to be a serious love story but it tries to also not be a serious love story and it tries to be a serious fantasy action adventure story. At the same time, doesn't pretend to do that. And then also makes these jokes that are, it's it. If you look they're at just it, inconceivable. It's, they're yeah, they're inconceivable because they're so beautiful. Isaiah, we all thought but, of that joke a long time ago and didn't say it. Okay, let's just should we just make a point of saying inconceivable whenever possible on this podcast? Inconceivably so. No, nah, I think it'd just be too inconceivable. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, like, you're right. Stop. Too inconceivable. Stop. Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry where was it? oh yes so i think if you look at this movie overall it takes itself fairly seriously but it also doesn't i don't know it's so weird here's here's a good question overall does this movie take itself seriously or does it not take itself seriously and again it's like not taking itself seriously is something like the office right which is basically just making stupid jokes and it knows it's doing that then not well like, it's also itself. like slightly satire like this right and it's satirical office, yeah exactly very satirical um but also it's does it take itself seriously and in, in like lord of the rings does to where it's it's so 
like outlandish, but that but it takes itself so seriously. It's like Lord of the Rings. The literally what happens is the, it looks like everything's gonna be lost, and then the good guys appear at the top of the hill. The sun comes over the hill, and it literally blinds the enemy as they're charging down the hill. Like that's just silly, but it it takes mm-hmm. itself so seriously. It's like that's awesome. That was Gandalf. <laughs> so, though, so like, where does the Princess Bride kind of land on the spectrum? You know, those are kind of well, two extremes. Well, but. I right think in between. Re- yeah, I think right in between, but I think I, – I don't know any of this for sure. This is just my opinion after watching it. Like, The Office is supposed to be even more s- satirical than this, like literally mm-hmm. just making fun of different types of people in The Office and just right. being really extreme with it, the same kind of stuff we saw, saw or read about in Gulliver's Travels. Mm-hmm. And this one is also – like, it makes fun of stuff and kind of makes fun of the time period a little bit, like – princess buttercup like fancy names i don't know there's a bunch of stuff like that but then also what's the funniest parts are not the jokes that were meant to be funny it's the parts that were meant to be serious or like the just really poor acting that is just hilarious yeah i mean like let's be honest andre the giant not a quality actor but you gotta love <laughs> that's him. exactly you gotta hilarious love him. you gotta love him he's awesome oh this is probably tr- controversial but have y'all seen those like the recent string of commercials that uh usaa like the bank is coming out with with uh mm-hmm. gronk like rob gronkowski yeah. <laughs> and he is such a terrible actor he is and it's so funny though i don't know why i love those commercials because like he literally he's always grinning at the camera and like has this like grinny voice yeah it's so funny it's the same kind of thing like they don't know how to act and just watching that is so funny yeah and the serious lines like i maybe it was meant to be funny i don't really know but the like you killed my father that whole line is Mm -hmm. like i feel like even the parts where it was supposed to be serious or dramatic or like uh exciting kind of thing like in the middle of the fight like it was just so goofy well like when you hear that line, my name is Nemo Toya, you kill my father, prepare to die. Prepare to die. You can do so many t- things with that. You could you could laugh at it because it's just so, f- you kill my father, you know. But it, but then you could like cheer, right, because it's, it's awesome. Yeah. But you can also like cry because of all the weight that it has behind it and things like that. You know, it's got all of this. I mean, personally, I just laughed, but. Yeah, I know. I know you could do what, you, you could laugh. I, I probably laughed. I probably cheer when I was a little kid, too. When he fought the six-fingered man, you know. Six-fingered anyway, man. Wow. Tanner, what about what do you think? What do you th- where does it land on the spectrum of cynicism versus taking itself very seriously? I think it um, uh, leans more towards the side of um, cynicism and lightheartedness than it does towards the taking itself seriously. In all retrospect, there's more parts yeah. of where they're literally legitimately making fun of the movie and everything that they've just written yeah, exactly. than there is them trying to make people laugh at the amount of seriousness that there is in it. Yeah, it's literally laughing at itself and the fact that this guy literally said there's a difference between mostly dead and all the way dead. <laughs> I know, you know? Right? <laughs> Well, then he sells him a little chocolate thing. It's yeah, he sells him it's supposed to be a chocolate. miracle make, ball. Yeah, it, chocolate makes it go down easier. You know? <laughs> he said it was just a candy bar and then and somehow it worked. Yeah, and, and then the, the impressive clergyman, Mowage. <laughs> Mowage, Mowage, Mowage. Mowage is feel like princess as the older you get, though, today. The more... Okay, Tanner's going to finish that. So I think the more, the older you get, though, the more cynical it gets, in a sense. Like, when you're a kid, you're there for the humor and the action. And it really is, like, a really cool fantasy for you. But as you get older, 
it's the the the, the fantasy aspects are a little weaker but the dialogue is still there and things like that and so you're just still kind of like um you still love it just because it takes itself seriously in a, in a funny cool way yeah so i think the next question though is this movie is so dumb <laughs> Okay, it is. It's a, like it's it's so dumb. But why do people love this movie so much? Like, what is it about this movie that just it just it's one of the most beloved movies of all time? It's just that it's so dumb that you laugh at the fact that someone mm-hmm. tried to make a serious movie and like they came out with this. Like, <laughs> but then if you when you watch it, you just like every line, every single stupid line or funny quote leads back to that, and you just laugh at the whole thing. Yeah, like over and over again throughout the whole movie to the point where you're like, well, like I laughed so much, I must like this movie. <laughs> I think that's I think that's why everyone loves it. Yeah, it's true. But it is like it's more than just funny. Like it does hold up in a sense. No, yeah, no, it's it's more than just funny. It's right. It's that like it's not just the different parts of the movie that are funny. It's just the whole idea of this being like or at at some point trying to be a legit movie is funny yeah and then it's 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 good for different reasons than other movies are good mm-hmm. because other movies are good because like oh well, that has a really clever plot or those are that's really good dialogue or, or like it's got it has really, really cool great characters film score like, like for john williams movies and he makes star wars great and there's like great things of other movies this has none of those great things but it's great because it's just different and like like let's be honest the characters are kind of weak here <laughs> Like yeah, not, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying li- I'm saying it literally has no right, aspect of right. any other good movie, and that make it makes it a good movie because it's just hilarious that it has none of it. It has it yeah. meets on no count of and being a good movie. And it knows it has, and it knows that too. And that's what makes it a good movie, right? Yeah, it's because they know that they have no aspect that they start to make fun of it and literally start to break down their movie. And then it, if you make it one of the most popular movies of all time then all of a sudden you've got a beloved classic who has no that has literally no um uh, aspect of uh, what we would qualify as a good mu- movie and it's up there on yeah, billboards yeah its definition of good is just different yeah and I'll say this i think that i want to compare this to Ryan Johnson who did you know the last jedi um who we hate on this podcast but <laughs> what this movie does that Ryan Johnson doesn't do is it deconstructs its movie like we've been talking about but it doesn't let its deconstruction get in the way of telling a cool story. And Ryan Johnson just... Ryan Johnson could have had an awesome... Like, we were talking about it. The Last Jedi could have been so cool. But yeah, Ryan the Johnson scenes were just there. Kept, the the yeah. score was there. Like, yeah, the characters there. were there for the most part. He just made them weird. But he, he just kept deconstructing his movie. He kept, like, being so cynical about his movie that and like you're like we we want a star wars movie but ryan johnson's like you want a star wars movie well i'm gonna deconstruct this for you baby i'm not gonna give you a star wars movie i'm gonna tell you why you should hate star wars right and but this movie is like deconstructing is like isn't that so funny that this guy literally laughed and then died because he got outsmarted isn't that so funny but it it is funny though and it is like a cool story like it it's it's trying to tell a genuine story without telling a genuine story, and it works. I don't know. I don't know. Does that make sense at all? Yeah. What Cooper basic? I didn't here. understand anything you were saying about the Ryan Johnson here, part. I'll, I'll put it. I'm... I, I agree with what you said about the, the Princess Bride, that it's just yeah. like it's just reverse psychology, 
and it yeah. just works because it's not good. It's great. It's not a good movie if you're using the standard that we use for every other movie. It's just good in its own way because once you watch it and go through the whole thing and laugh so many times and have so much fun watching it and you realize you're you're just grinning at the end, then you're like that that makes it a good movie. Like that's what makes it it doesn't it, have it's just, to it's fun. It doesn't have to have memory. great characters or a great plot or great music or anything. It just you know, you just have to you had you found fun in this movie and you had fun watching it so that then mm-hmm. you convince yourself that it's a good movie yeah i'll sum up what both of you just said in some very 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 simple terms where um uh, ryan johnson and the last jedi tries and makes a very serious to make a very serious point by saying that you don't destroy what you hate you protect what you love the princess bride would make fun of that statement (laughs) so true well i think that ryan johnson in a sense he wasn't telling a serious story. Like, he hated the audience. He hated you for liking Star Wars, and he hated this movie as he was making it. But The Princess Bride, <laughs> like, made fun of itself, but in a cool way, and still mm-hmm. loved the audience and things like that. I don't know if I'm making sense or not. Yeah. but Definitely kept you engaged in the movie. Yeah. Another reason I think that this movie is so beloved is because it has something for everybody. When you're a kid, you're there for the action and the humor, right? The... I mean, it's like let's let's talk about it. Like the fight scene between the man in black and and Nico Montoya is awesome. Like it's so cool, and mm-hmm. it's awesome that today, if you watch, like if you watch Spider Man <laughs> No Way Home, for example, just to take a recent example, you can't really tell what's going on, especially in the final actions, and you don't even know which Spider Man is which. But it's what just kind of hard talking to see. about. You don't even know which Spider Man was which. It's a little confusing, but their suits are all different, yeah, so you can tell them confusing. that way. I know I can tell a little bit, but like you, you can't. <laughs> I told tell you, Matthew. Like, what Cooper and Tanner are haters. So it's it's I told anyway, It's it's just different. It's a different style. Uh, uh, than uh, what, uh, uh, we're not talking about that right now. Ooh. My point is, the Princess Bride action scene is pretty cool because it's well choreographed. Like these guys are actually fencing. It's not CGI, and the camera can you can see all of what they're doing. So. Instead okay, but this spinning. is this is what makes everything about this movie so funny. It's just the little quotes and the little things in every single scene. Like even that fight scene, which is really great choreograph, and like it, they know how to use their swords and everything, and they have you know decently good camera angles and stuff around that little rock area, and it's like a cool scene, right? But then you know the one guy's like, "Oh, but I'm actually left-handed," and then you're like, "Ooh, that was actually smart. Wow, nice. Whoever put through that in the movie, that good job." And then the and then the other guy's like, well, guess what? I'm left-handed too. And you're like cracking up that they thought to use that twice. Yeah. Like who would dare use the same well, thing and, twice? And it was just hilarious. The fight, the fight starts and he goes like, you seem like a good guy. I hate to kill you. And then the man in black's like, you seem like a good guy. I hate to die. And then they start fighting. And it's just so cool. I know. And they... It, the left hand thing though just cracks me up every time. Like they yeah, literally it, use the like who? <laughs> how cringy would that be if it was in like a movie that the rest of the movie was serious and they just yeah. like were like, "Ooh, I'm left handed." Well, I'm also left handed. <laughs> Surprise! That was like the only thing they did. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and this, this is another thing. Continuing my point, like when you're a kid, you're there for the action. The action scenes remain great, but they're not as good as when you were a kid, and they don't take up that much time. But when you get older. You're there for the the dialogue, the witty dialogue, and the funny quotes and things like that, and just the snappy mm-hmm. comebacks. But also, I mean, I don't know. We can talk about it. Like, does the love story really work? 
Like, if you cry at the end of The Princess Bride because of the love story, you have nothing better to do with your life, okay? <laughs> you are a sad, sad person who cries. Honestly, but, yeah. like, does it, like, does the love story appeal? I mean, the whole point of The Princess Bride is love always overcomes, e- even overcomes death. In the case of The Princess Bride, no, it's always going to persevere. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it com- it overcomes most death, mostly death. <laughs> yeah. Mostly dead things. Like, does the love story work, and does it appeal to people? Like, that's well, honestly, question. I don't think she should have ended up with either of them. Prince Humperdinck, or whatever his stupid name was, whatever yeah. his face. What like, a great name. He didn't deserve her, and then she didn't really deserve the other guy. So, like, Wesley. they should have all just chilled on their own level. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is, it is, well, it, Matthew makes a point, because basically, he's right, like, when he's playing the Dread Pirate Roberts and he's kidnapped her and she doesn't know he's Wesley, you know, he, he he's like, did you wait an hour for the dead or did you go ahead and get with Humperdinck or something like that? And he's like mad at her, right? But then she pushes them down the hill and they're all good and nobody ever talks about it again. True. I know what I love though is that she's like up close to him for a good five minute conversation and she doesn't realize it's him. And then when, she, yeah. when he's rolling down a hill, like... M- constantly getting farther and farther away she's like oh now i know who you are like his well, mask didn't even said, come down as or you anything. Wish. yeah he said as you wish oh and we're like as you wish yeah which is one of the great lines in movie history yeah i don't know i mean i think i still like the love story i like oh here's why i like the here's why i like the love story i like that every single sappy scene is interrupted by the kid and his grandpa I love it. That's yeah, the, yeah. That is the one <laughs> good thing about this movie. We did movie. talk about it. It is it is a genius move to have the kid reading the, and the grandpa. Like it is just a genius move. Like it's it makes the movie better and it and it's also acting like an audience surrogate, right? It's kind of playing to the adults but playing to the kids too. It's like, yeah, kids, we really know that you know, you don't want to see these parts and we're going to have somebody pointing this out to you. Like we've been talking about it's it's that kind of movie it points things out to you. But also at the very end, we're gonna have something for the adults where, you know, the boy and the girl get together and have a kiss, right? Which is one of the best of um, the five best or whatever that was, like the yeah. sappy quote. Yeah, it well, it was like there are there since the beginning of the time there were three kisses that have been the most true, really the most true, the most passionate, but this one blew them all away or something like that. And oh it, yeah, it's so funny because it. it yeah, it's one of those where it takes itself seriously, but it doesn't again, and it just, it just works. I don't know. It just it works. It's so beautiful in my eyes now. Anyway, getting back to the love story, I think it does work. I really do. Even though they kind of glaze over the fact that she, you know, basically left Wesley. Like, I liked the fact that they still end up because, hey, it's love. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a story. It's a fairy tale love. And at the end of the day, it reminds us that even though it may seem far-fetched that, hey, this kind of love does exist and things like that. I will say. Well, she was also kind of stuck up and entitled the whole time anyway, so yeah. that just kind of bugged me. Like, yeah. Okay, didn't she get kidnapped by those three guys, like the giant, the short guy, mm-hmm. and that, and the man in black or whatever? Vizini, so then, Fezzik, and... Uh, and Nigo in the beginning. And, Argumento, and the yeah. man in black got her. Yeah, yeah, they kidnapped her, right? Yeah. So why, when Wesley saves, like, it doesn't matter who he is, why does she not, like, like him? <laughs> like, he just <laughs> saved her from her captors. 
I don't know. I think that getting kidnapped twice, and again, at this point, like Buttercup knows who the Dread Pirate Roberts is. <laughs> Everybody knows. He's, yeah, you can't even he, take her seriously when she's got a name like that. Well, but then also there's some fun dialogue, too. Like, um, you know, you mock Princess my pain. Life is pain, Highness. You know, <laughs> anybody who says differently is selling something. Like, it's just so good. <laughs> yeah, also, going back to the entitled brat scene, I think one of the best scenes, though, is in... You know where the where she's having the dream and she's presented, and then like the witch or the hag comes out and like out of the queen of filth, the queen of putrescence. Boo! Like it is, it is a fun scene to quote and you know make gifts out of and things. But it also is powerful for Buttercup too. Like I don't want to. I feel like I'm treating this movie too much like a masterpiece. But okay, here I just here's my only thing like that I want to say about Buttercup. It's not like this scene reveals something deeper about Buttercup. I'm not trying to say that. All I'm saying is in the narrative of the story. Okay, go ahead, Tanner. Here's the only comment I have about Buttercup. This is in the days before there was any such thing as feminism. Yeah, I she mean, is so well, and it, <laughs> she is so freaking babyish. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, she really doesn't do anything in this movie, does she? Except at the beginning, the like, boss well, Wesley yeah, around. She just all she does is like make it make everyone want to keep completing their mission or whatever. <laughs> like, that's why what's his face? What Wesley is like constantly on the move, just trying to save her and stuff like that. Yeah, which is a pretty basic plot. Yeah, but it works. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, I feel like I had something else I wanted to say. About- oh, yes. Okay. By far, probably my favorite scene to this day is the scene um, at the very end of the movie where Wesley is, like, facing off with Humperdinck, and he comes in, and, you know, Wesley just made himself known to Buttercup, and they're in the bed, and then he, he like, says what to the pain means or something like that, where he, like, I'll cut off your your feet, your hands, your eyes, but I'll leave. I'll leave your ears. That kind of that scene. But then, oh, yeah. you know, Humperdinck's like, "You can't do that. You can't even move." And he's like, "Oh yeah, well maybe I can." And he stands up and points his sword at him and says, "Drop your sword." <laughs> and it's just he's like, "Want to get out of your seat and cheer?" And then Humperdinck drops his sword because he's a coward and Wesley's so strong. And then like the next scene, he tries to take a step and like falls over and has to catch himself with his sword. And it's so funny, but it's it's well done. It's a good scene. Yeah. All right. Any final thoughts about the Princess Bride? Beautiful. Just a great movie overall. I love it. Spectacular. Yep, yep. All right. How many um how many inconceivables from Vizzini would you give it out of ten? I'd go with eight. Oh, Isaiah. Come on. What? Bump it Fine. up. Eight and a half. Nine point seven. We have to leave that little wiggle room for some of the true masterpieces Bro. in the world. Yeah. I'll go with Tanner. I'll give it a you know what? I'll give it a Yeah, I'll give it nine point seven too. I think that's fair. Alright, Matthew. Mm, I'll just go with nine point five, because the whole like point seven thing is just not my style. Like I don't want it to be <laughs> uneven like that. You know, there's like a it's stat out there. Flat five or ten number, you it's know? like a it's like a nine ninety percent plus of the population feels uncomfortable when the T V volume is at an odd number. <laughs> yes. That's, 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 that's so true. That's yeah, me exactly. as well. I'm actually worse. 
I feel like it has to be in increments of five. It has to end no, with I agree. a five me, or a zero. Me and my sister are the same way. Dang, yeah. bro. Like, if it's 98, like, that would just kill me. Yeah. I'll, I'll make sure to do that from now on. No. You, know what, you know what, Tanner? Let's go down to 9.5 together. Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. That's 9.5. 9.5. Anyway. Yes. Great movie. Great family movie. Awesome movie. Has something for everybody. But you know who gives us... I don't know how you gives us something that is awesome as well. <laughs> Our <laughs> <The> donors. donors. <laughs> Great transition yeah. there, Cooper. I know, I know. Uh, probably my best of all time. Okay, <laughs> so I'm going to say the patron, and then you guys are going to say an awesome quote from this movie. It shouldn't be too hard, okay? All right, all right. All right, Tanner, Mr. and Mrs. Ryetsky. Inconceivable. All right, Isaiah, Mr. Killingsworth, Matthew's dad. All right. Um, give me a second. Well, I guess we'll just go with my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Classic. All right, and then Matthew, Mike, and Sylvia. And so Isaiah's grandparents. Mm. Anybody want a peanut? <laughs> yes. Great yeah, man. All right, then I'll shout out Lizzie. Life is pain, Highness. Anybody who says differently is selling something. Oh, that one's so right. good. <laughs> I just have to say, I think that there are lists out there that say otherwise, but The Princess Bride is the most quotable movie of all time. Like, that's there's no contest. Like Probably true. Yeah. It has to be. If somebody says a funny quote from a movie, nine times out of ten, it's The Princess Bride. Glad you enjoyed that episode, guys, because I know you did. We'll see you next time with... Are these, remember the Titans next time? I think it is. Yes, yeah. Actually, you know what? I'm going to post the schedule on our Patreon so you guys can follow along with us. But it is, I think it's, um, yeah, it is. It will be. Okay, so we'll see you guys next time with Remember the Titans. But until then, this has been The Screening.